Hi friends, I'm Lauren. And I'm Katie, and welcome to OK, But Did You Know? A podcast where we talk about the TV and media that we love with a friend who's never seen it before. Today we're recapping and chatting about Once Upon a Time, episode 106, The Shepherd. This episode aired on December 4th, 2011. It was written by Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, and was directed by Victor Nelly. So Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, I think I'm saying both of, the, both of their names right, uh, they write together a lot. V- very often we're going to see the two of them together, not so much separate, at least not for a few years. Okay. Sometimes sometimes they just find writer pairings that just tend to work, I guess. So a little bit of a synopsis for this episode. In the Enchanted Forest, King George has a dilemma. He has promised his son James will kill a beast that is plaguing Midas' kingdom. However, his son has just died in battle. When he tries to make a deal with Rumpelstiltskin to bring him back, he learns that while this is impossible, he can have his son's twin brother slay the beast. Plucked from his home, David is now tasked with slaying the dragon and uniting the kingdoms. He is now on the path to true love, whether he likes it or not. And in Storybrooke, now out of the hospital, David has to reconcile the life he's been told he led with the one he currently wants. He still doesn't have his memories, and despite everyone telling him who he used to be, he knows he's drawn to Mary Margaret. Despite Regina's protestations and Mary Margaret's own convictions, she agrees to meet David after he's officially left his wife. However, on the way to their meeting, he's intercepted by Regina when he gets lost, and she guides him in a new direction, the one that helps him regain his memories. He remembers who he was, and he feels he has to honor that, leaving Mary Margaret heartbroken in his wake. So, initial thoughts, what are we thinking? Well, my first note's funny, because I'm a fantasy reader. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote, ah, yes, battling on the edge of a cliff, very fantasy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was my yeah. first thought. And then, of course, through that, he's like, next time. Very. Mm. And, and then doing the whole yeah. thing of next time, wait, he's fucking dead. What are you talking about? And the whole, like, that whole scene was very high, like, not high fantasy, but just fantasy it's, it's very, very fantasy it's very stereotypical fantasy i did also yes. write down next time make sure i'm dead dot 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 idiot yeah i went next time what he's fucking dead but then later on when he's not dead i'm like ah so he's not dead oops <laughs> like i was gonna say james isn't dead but then james is dead uh but apparently the um the man whatever the, the unkillable beast that they call this dude the brute yeah the, he's meant to be behemoth which is um a Figure from the Bible, apparently, according to What Google. is with the stuff with the Bible? It's a fantasy show. A lot of that a lot of this stuff is rooted in Christianity. I mean, yeah. You're not wrong. I am um, not wrong. Okay. I I couldn't help this one because of all the discussion okay. about the twins and the babies and everything else when it comes to Rumble mm-hmm. Stillskin, I just wrote, so that is what he does with the babies. <laughs> He uses them for deals. So we do have a Prince and the Pauper story. That's what this this whole episode, the backstory is for uh, for James David. I'll go on a rant about his name later. But yeah, it's a Prince and the Pauper story is, you know, James is dead and now David has to kind of... So it's not quite a Prince and the Pauper thing because that's more of a mm-hmm. switching lives kind of thing. And I was going to make a joke that is from something in season five and I can't make it right now. But yeah, so the, the Prince and the Pauper story, so it's not quite the the trading spaces as it is like in the actual story but this one is more of you know we have one of them is dead someone else can take his place 
all that. So it's like we have a backup. We have a backup, but actually the line, if I can find it, the line that Ruth, so I don't think we ever actually hear her name. They, they, they're they big on not actually using people's names on this show, I've noticed. Yeah. Because I don't even know if they've even yet called Abigail Abigail. I don't remember if they did that at the end of the episode. No, they've called Abigail Abigail. Oh, okay, they called her Abigail. Okay, so David's mother's name is Ruth. I don't even know if that's ever used in the few times that we see her, but that's what her name is. She says that the deal they made was uh, one of the, one of the boys for the farm. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that backstory in season six and that, that is just, that's not what happened. They completely changed what happened there. It was a different deal. Would it be once upon a time if they didn't do that? We don't watch this show for the, for the plot consistency. Let's be real here. No, we watch it for James David Charming. Whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is. That hair, though. Like, when we see whatever, whichever fucking one he is. The oh. one that's on the farm, not the dead one. Uh, his just hair. Ca- just, call him da- just, ca- just call him David. We'll just use David all the time. We'll just use David. Not the dead one. Uh, his hair. My goodness. I was like, what is going on with the hair in he this gets show? An even better, he gets an even better wig. Oh no! There's an there's another flashback that's coming. Like I, I'm doing such a bad job of not telling things, but this isn't a plot hole. It's just it's if there's another flashback, um, in season four that's before all of this. It's a much better quality wig. It's not as frizzy, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit longer. The fandom has dubbed it his Fabio hair. Fabio hair. It looks amazing. Honestly, though, I have the memory of a squirrel, so we're good. There we go. But it's 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 that season four. As a that's four o. Two, I think. So, you know. It's a great episode. Three years down the line. Exactly. Three years down the line. This was an interesting episode. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I do really love, like, Charming and Snow. I, I really love their mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. Um, I don't like Ab- Abigail, Catherine. Just so weird. You can just, yeah, no, it's like, we want to use, like, the correct, like, Catherine is Storybrooks, I guess. Yeah. David's the only one that I'm like, just let's just use David the whole time. David. It's easier. But Catherine is the Storybrook name. Catherine is a story, but it was just weird because that's my name. Yeah. So every time I hear it, it's like whenever anybody in our friend group refers to Katie Robert, they're like, anybody seen something from Katie? And I'm like, I'm right here. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments. Um, yeah. But it just, Abigail just looks like, because I guess I'm going more off of the uh, fantasy side of things. She just looks uh-huh. so angry the entire time. She's the nag with a with the bad attitude. I will say we do find out why she's so angry. She does have mm-hmm. a reason to. She's not just a bitch. Okay, because she's very good at acting like a bitch. Because I'm never going to yeah, say she, she is she, one, but she's no, very good. She, <laughs> she does have a reason, and there's actually a um uh, an Easter egg to that in the very beginning. Uh, when I not these are things that I know. So uh, I like this little reference that they drop in there in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. when james is you know is fighting the uh, the unkillable uh and then dies when uh midas goes to uh turn his sword into pure gold and they have the one guard that takes uh his gauntlet off to kind of protect him mm-hmm. he says be careful remember what happened to frederick <gasps> there is an episode literally called what happened to frederick no that's i think i think it's one i think it's episode 13 so we will see in a few weeks exactly what happened. I I that like is that. Hilarious. It took, me, 
it took me years to catch that. But I, because I was like, that's a weird name for an episode, but it's literally from that line of, remember what happened to Frederick? I did also write down how heavy would a gold sword be? Because he's still just holding Very it. I'm heavy. like, gold is so heavy. How is he doing that? It's extremely heavy. Extremely. Okay, your fun laws of magic. So okay, so want me to go on my my rant I need, about? I need this this rant of fundamental this laws rant. of magic. Okay, so for for our listeners, Lauren scripts the Once Upon a Time episodes, and Lauren does so based off of vibes. So I wrote down that I just have this rant about the fundamental laws of magic on the show, and they just apparently sometimes they exist and sometimes they don't. Because um, as like we know, like from things such as like the Disney movie Aladdin, there's some fundamental laws that we just you know we can't be broken when it comes to magic Mm -hmm. mostly they have to do with you know you can't bring someone back from the dead you can't make someone fall in love with you you can't uh well there's no wishing for more wishes in the case of once upon a time i'm gonna go with portals are very hard to come by like trans like transporting between realms is fairly is fairly difficult we hear this a lot rumble siltskin's line of magic can do much but know that he says that a lot but then sometimes the things happen so, like, he says here very specifically, you cannot bring back the dead. That's very much a thing. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that. Is all I'm going to say about that is sometimes yeah. someone may come back from the dead. Also, no time travel is a thing that they very specifically say is that time travel is against the fundamental laws of magic. Maybe not so much. Okay, but what show doesn't use time travel? I, well, exactly. But you have to do very specific time travel. And I, unfortunately, for Once Upon a Time, and we'll get to this episode when we get to it in a, many, many, in like at least a year and a half. Okay. Um, it's the end of season three. Um, it's poorly designed time travel because it's somehow both the they made everything happen the way that it was supposed to. And they fundamentally changed things and people's memories at the same time. They didn't pick a method. And that is what will forever bother me. But a paradox paradoxes exist. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Basically what they did was they just changed everyone's memories. I okay. I hate so, it. So my husband and I are very weird about time travel. Like mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen it now, that's just your fault. But when it comes to like Marvel movies, especially with Endgame and all the time travel that's involved mm-hmm. in it, the whole time yep. we're we're sitting here like this had like it actually made sense, thankfully, the way they had to explain yeah. it. And it's one of the few times we've seen it explained fairly well in our opinion, because now the entirety mm-hmm. of yeah. the Marvel movies is all about time yeah, and timelines and time. And that's, I think, why we enjoy it. But then there's so many other things where it's just like, oh, we time traveled. These mm-hmm. things changed. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Well, because when it comes to time and space, you, you can't just travel back in time because we're moving in space. Most people don't realize the planet is actually moving not just around the sun but like the entire solar system is like flying through the fucking universe and Mm -hmm. and so if you're going to try and travel back in time you have to travel back in space as well because the earth is not where it was yep so so you just made me do it too that's all i'm gonna say this is one of my things time travel can't just be time travel you have to travel time and space because of physics (laughs) I agree. Once Upon a Time is just very, very spotty when it comes to some of their fundamental laws. Because like the last one I used to write down uh, when I was doing like my longer statistical analysis rewatch for my, for my TikTok account. My favorite uh, note that I would write down far too often is portals are hard to come by unless the plot dictates <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> like they, they just gave up. 
Plot needs it, so here. Literally, they, they, it was deus ex magic item that's gonna just make portals now. This isn't a video game. This is not a video game. Deus Ex is my new favorite thing to just add on to things because, to be fair, the writers do that. Because, I mean, I realize I use that a lot. For people that may not know, that comes from the, the term Deus Ex Machina, which is Machine of the Gods, basically us from, like, I think, like, Greek, like, theater, basically, is where that comes from, in my recollection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That basically, at the end of the play, the gods yes. come down and save all the things. That's literally, it's a you drop the thing you need, whether there's any reason for it or not. So anytime I say deus ex whatever, it's yes. magic item of the gods. It comes out of nowhere. Which I love that because most Greek stories have that. <laughs> yeah, most of them do. And actually, a lot of this episode, uh, a lot of stuff is pulled from Greek mythology. That's always, it, it's cool. But also, fun fact, though, um, the flowers that was on, this is also like a very minute detail. But the flowers that was on uh, the shield that James was using, so like his, like their their kingdom's mm-hmm. coat of arms, what have you, um, is the same flower that's on Emma's wrist tattoo. <gasps> Ooh, see, I love yeah. stuff like that where the, it's stuff that's cohesive mm-hmm. and makes sense, and it's just fun little Easter eggs. It's the ones that don't make sense that I'm like, why are you doing this? Why? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. Sometimes they just drop things and they let it be, and sometimes they don't. So did you have any other fun uh, fun notes now that I've gone on my rant about the fundamental laws of magic? So, you know, we're watching all this fun stuff of David doing his thing, and and I have an issue. Okay, what is your issue? That is not a dragon. That is not a dragon. <laughs> it is not a dragon. It's not a dragon, and you are a dragon queen, so would you please explain to us what creature that actually is and what the difference is? So, I one dragon queen is because of Zachariah. Zachariah yes. deemed me dragon queen at some point. I added it to my t- my all my bios, and it's because I'm obsessed with dragons and dragon books, all the things. For anybody who doesn't know already, <laughs> that is not a dragon. That is a wyvern. Oh, uh, it's a wyvern. Okay, so yeah, Zachariah is also our friend from the uh, Pages Unknown podcast. For those who uh, have listened to that, um, which I will be or will have been by this point that this is hopefully out uh on that to talk about dragons <laughs> i will be on pages unknown to talk about dragons eventually um but that is a wyvern so a dragon has to have actual wings um as well mm-hmm. as four legs a wyvern their arms their front arms are their wings like they're together and they have their back two legs and i gave you your lovely little gotcha. visual aids so if you have any questions about yes. any of the ones on there because you've got so many different types that people don't realize exist yeah so yeah so i have the visual aid in front of me for anyone else that wants i, I guess when when this episode finally goes out we'll put it on the instagram that way people can see our our, our lovely uh visual aid diagram that has been added for my educational purposes because there's different types and they're not all dragons mm-hmm. okay i don't know what they all would be i don't know what they're all under i don't know what the like big title for them would be um but like your lung dragon that's like more traditionally uh more of your uh asian style dragons that mm-hmm. you see gotcha. i don't know how where a drake or an amphithere or half of these have been in because usually most books I read, it's a wyvern, a dragon, or a worm. Mm, um, and then of fair. course when I read many of my Asian dragon books, it's a lung. It's more of a lung dragon, lung, 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 lung dragon type style of sure. dragon. Those are dragons because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have four legs. Okay. <laughs> the one in this show is not a dragon. 
It is a boyfriend. No, it is not. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it did. That's fair. I can't help it. It's a it's okay. Obsession. I I mean I obsess over the plot inconsistencies, so we all have our things. It's fine. I was clocking a lot of the use of the music in the back because I really enjoy a lot of the music. I used to use it as background noise and I still do sometimes while I'm writing. Um, so like you'll hear certain themes pop up uh, behind all of them. Like you'll hear the Evil Queen theme a lot. Um, and then we just we hear the snowing music. That's why I mean, I call it the snowing music. I don't know what it's actually called, but it's the same kind of it's similar to Emma's theme, which okay. Emma's theme is like ver- a very specific trill of like do 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 it's similar to that okay um but it's a little different but we hear it like three or four times throughout the entire course of uh of the episode so i kept clocking that because mark isham is a genius i really do think his the music that he created for the show is just phenomenal i've really enjoyed it because i do that like listening to music uh like that uh while i'm doing things and for me it's usually like skyrim or fantasy sounds (laughs) so maybe i need to just start using once upon a time I I also wrote, oh shit, Mary Margaret already has the ring. Yeah. Which is like a whole thing. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, how does she already have it? How What? Is it because the curse? Where this ring true love follows. is That's that's what Ruth said. Yes. So as we know, the, the curse is real. So one would surmise that David does eventually propose with said ring. Well, I'm thinking about when the curse is enacted, she would have uh-huh. it on. So is that why she still yeah. has it? Or is it just because of everything else? Yeah, I most did, likely. I did notice that. And then, mm. I, and then I wrote that Graham deserved to get hit. He did. Oh my God, that scene at the end. Well, I, I'll, I'll give him props. He did show up with a bear claw. So he there's did. always that when he asked her. And he does actually work at the uh, the animal shelter. So I'll give him props for that. He does actually work at the animal shelter. Uh, but just not, 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 not that night. Um, nope. But yeah, Regina needed me to, to sleep with her. And like, I'm like, good for you, Emma, please call him out on this. And then the thing, like, we didn't want Henry to know. It's like, you do this with Henry in the house? Like, he doesn't know. I wish I was Henry right now. Honestly, me too. Same, same, honestly. Like, while I don't blame either party, mm-hmm. being the, bis- the you know, chaotic bis- bisexual that I am, um it's still very much a uh, why just mm-hmm. why graham because i don't know it doesn't make sense but like it does not make sense i agree with regina when you're a single mom you gotta get some so <laughs> i mean yeah you, know, you and, got you gotta have some joy in your life right like because yeah. you're a person you're not you're not just a mom you are a person exactly but that's how i ended up in my second marriage so i i recognize that we've been I mean, I, I made my joke of David James, whatever the hell his name is. Um, so for clarification's sake, because if we remember correctly, uh, during uh, episode three, Snowfalls, he does say that his name is James, right? Yes. Why why make things make sense? So James is very specifically the son that dies. So James is not alive. Like the one that grew up with the name James is not alive. The shepherd, his name is actually David. We don't hear that being used ever except for as david nolan mostly he's charming which is why i always say let's just call him charming it makes life a lot easier Mm -hmm. predominantly in season two they basically will still hear people refer to him as james in the enchanted forest like throughout the flashbacks of season one for some particular reason i don't entirely know why but 
by the time season two comes around and those flashbacks of a similar time period come around, they stop calling him James. Most people just refer to him as charming or they will still call him David. And there is an episode where they actually address this. They do it so badly. No one knew that's what they were doing. Do we need another visual aid? Not really. His name is <laughs> his, his his name is David. So like, I mean, that that's that's the end all be all. It's just the way they explain it is some someone mistakes him for James and he tries to explain that that's his brother. And then I think it's Grumpy that starts asking him questions. And then he's like, so like, so he goes like, so wait, so what is your name? Is it da- is it James? No, that's my brother. Is that charming? No, that's a nickname. What's your name? David, your curse name or your what? He's like, it's my name name. I'm like, that's not how you explain that. No. At all. <laughs> but his name is David. Whether oh he's in goodness. the Enchanted Forest or not, his name is David. Um, but so even though we'll anyone we see referred to as James going forward in Once Upon a Time, like the in the flashbacks, unless it's a situation where it's before he died or it's the underworld, it's always going to be charming. Whether gotcha. they call him James or whether they call him James or David, it's it's still charming. It's the same person. This show is great at continuity. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it is the best at continuity. That's why we watch this show, right? I, I want to laugh a little bit because I'm like, is Bob's better at continuity than Once Upon a Time? Probably. Because <laughs> well, they don't, there's, there's not a whole lot in Bob's to mess up. Bob's is just like, it's because it's very episodic and it kind of resets itself at the at the end of each season, right? Um, kind of. Kind of. Like, there's some things that, like you said, that do kind of keep coming up. But like Once Upon a Time is one contiguous story that as the year go, years go on and there's different writers, stuff kind of, it's, it's on the showrunners to kind of make everything make sense. Mm-hmm. You got to know your shit. But they don't always do that somehow. I don't. I don't know how they miss these things, or they just assumed the fans wouldn't notice. And boy, did they underestimate us! I was about to say, enter Lauren. Uh... Enter, <laughs> enter me. <laughs> he says in parentheses. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, it's wonderful. So we do have some new fairy tales, as I mentioned, or new stories, as I mentioned earlier. We've incorporated uh, the Prince and the Pauper now in in uh, the stories, as well as we've now introduced King Midas. For, uh, for those who do not know, King Midas is a character from Greek mythology uh, who wished that anything he touched would turn to gold. Uh, and in his excitement, he hugs his daughter, who then turns into gold. Which, funnily enough, she's not she's not gold in this. She's not gold in this, but we don't know. Maybe he did accidentally turn her into gold at one point. He just figured out how to reverse it. We don't know yet. But uh, in, the, in the Greek myth, uh, his curse was reversed when he washed his hands in the river Pactolus, I think is how that's pronounced. Uh, and when he returns home, everything is normal again. So water kind of being a thing will be a thing later, like water returning things to the way they were will become more of a thing. Gotcha. Uh, and in our Prince and the Pauper story, we are introduced to two new characters. Uh, the twins' mother, we'll just use we'll do, the twins' mother, whose name is not mentioned for some reason. Uh, her name is Ruth, as I said earlier. Um, and this is one of the cases, she's one of the cases where uh, I was correct in that this minor character is a is a Canadian hire, like a local hire. She is from Canada. Aww. So I was right. She is, uh, she's from uh, British Columbia, British Columbia, Canada. So she's done a, she's done a lot of guest and recurring roles in both in movies and in TV shows. Uh, she did two episodes of The X-Files. Uh, she did an episode of Smallville. She did apparently two episodes of The L Word, the weird stuff that I find on IMDb. I should watch that. You should. <laughs> Just to name a few. I'll watch The L Word when you watch Peter Pan. There you go. <laughs> but fun fact, 
uh, the structure that is her home on the farm um, was the same structure, slightly redressed, uh, that they used for Geppetto's parents in the previous episode. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like. It's, I mean, why not reuse like a lot of the same, like at least the outdoor sets? You'll see a lot of the same outdoor sets being used. It's fantasy. Why build things if you don't have to? It's a fantasy show, but like it's it's all the same realm. So why build things if you don't have to? But then also, um, Alan Dale, I have his actor name. So King George, uh, the J- James's adoptive father, King George. He's a dick. He's that. That's basically what I was thinking. He's he's not a nice person. <laughs> he's played by Alan Dale, who is an actor from New Zealand. Ooh, I'm going to assume that Alan Dale is a nice person, but his character's a dick. Let me let me clarify. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going. Yeah, we're going to assume Alan Dale is a nice person because they keep bringing him back. Uh, he was on Lost. Uh, that's one of his ma- one of the big roles that people might might know him from was as Charles Widmore on Lost. He is one of many Lost actors that we're going to see because the showrunners Adam and Eddie were writers on Lost for the entirety of the series, so they're going to bring back their friends. All right. So we'll see a lot of them come in, um, pop in here and there. Some are going to be more guest roles, uh, like uh, like like Alan Dale. Some will be a little more recurring, or even eventually, a few of them will become main cast. Ooh. We'll see them in the future. Uh, but that's that's one of his major roles. But again, he's he's from New Zealand. Apparently, he's one of those actors that like he's got the accent down so well that he just. Like, apparently he can actually flip between his native accent and the accent he's using for the show between takes. Like, he'll just start talking normally. Because not everyone can do that. A lot of actors, I've noticed, people will, like, they'll they'll say, like, they just stay on the American accent the entire day. Because it's just easier than switching back and forth. Yeah. But apparently he can flip, which apparently think, is fun I think people. Florence flips, too. Florence Pugh? Mm-hmm. I think she can flip as well. I believe that. I think one of my favorite bloopers, I think, from Grey's Anatomy was uh, Camilla Luddington and oh, <laughs> yeah, the 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 with the guy that plays Owen. What's his name? Oh, I don't remember his name. Kevin McKidd. Kevin yes. McKidd is that actor's name. So like, they, it was a blooper of them doing a scene that was the two of them talking, but with their mm-hmm. regular accents. I've seen that. I've seen that, and I really love it. But it really sucks because I love the actor, but I hate mm-hmm. Owen. I hate Owen with a passion. Oh, same, same. He did Christina. He did Christina so dirty. Christina's my favorite, so that's probably why. That's I, true. I, I wanted to. I wanted to give up Grey's Anatomy when Christina left. Mm-hmm. I think I left. I stopped watching after Sada Ramirez left. Yeah, I probably should have stopped then at least because it just got worse. Yeah, <laughs> don't recommend. I, I mean, I, I'm the kind of person that like I, I will watch shows for specific actors. Hence, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly, if Lana Perea did not go through to the final season, I don't know if I would have kept going. <gasps> blasphemy the last season a lot of the, the way they rewrote the last season this is many years in the future but the way they rewrote the last season because uh some actors chose to leave they wrote off most of their main cast and they just kind of did like almost like a reboot sequel situation with season seven which oh was it like the last season of scrubs i never saw the last i never watched scrubs it's not the end of scrubs i think i stopped halfway through oh man they did that with Scrubs. So like the last season of Scrubs is not the last season of Scrubs. Us fans mm-hmm. do not include it. Like the Once Upon a Time season seven is a very contentious topic. There's a reason why on my Once Upon a Time TikTok account, I tend to just tell people we're not talking about it. This is why. It starts so many fights. 
Finally, an answer. I've been waiting yeah. to figure that out for like a year. <laughs> Yet, oh no, it's it's it. There's it's a twofold reason because on those lives when I talk about once upon a time, I as as we've discovered, I talk about the show with such intense detail. Right? I have only seen season seven once. I have not seen it in its entirety since it aired. I can't talk about season seven with such intense detail like I can the rest of the show. It's just not possible with how little of it I've actually seen. Like, I've seen the whole thing, but, like, I haven't seen it as many times. That's like me with Bob's. I've seen, you know, the first 10 seasons a hell of a mm-hmm. lot. I think I've watched season 13 maybe twice. So, like. Okay. I get it. I Like, it, it's yeah. not there. It's not in, It's not as prevalent in your brain. Yeah. Like, people will ask me questions about it, and I'm just like, I so, sometimes the stuff, and I always say, like, it's at my discretion when I want to answer questions about season seven. I do have moderators that are very helpful about, like, hey, please respect the rules and kind of respect that we got a reason behind it, even if you don't know what it is. Most of the time, I tend to tell them, the answer today is because I said so. That's usually what I end up saying. <laughs> no, because I say so. But because I, I can't usually answer every single question with as much detail about that season as I can the rest of the show. But also because it's so contentious, people either love it or they hate it. I think it's actually a very good end to the show, but I'm also biased because my favorite character stayed on. Um, mm. But it starts fights. And I'm just like, when it comes to kind of creating a semi-safe slash neutral space, we can't have that in the chat. So I tend to just leave it at that. If people continually ask me questions, either my moderators eventually just mute them or I'm like, friend, I, I appreciate you asking the question, but it's just, we're not going to talk about it because it's not, it's not worth it right now. But then we have someone that, cause I just blatantly ignored their question. Cause it was a very, and it was a question I could answer, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not in the mood today. And when I didn't even acknowledge them, they just went, you probably haven't even seen the final season. You're such a fake fan. And it's just become a joke in my lives with my moderators that anytime like I mess up on something, they just start calling me a fake fan. Okay. But that means I get to call you a fake fan here too. When you're not remembering lines. You can, but like the audacity of telling someone (laughs) who can spout off 10 minutes worth of dialogue of this show, who knows at least a third of the pilot by heart, like the audacity. (laughs) That is some audacity there (laughs) to call someone that a fake fan. I'm like, Okay. Okay. Good good job, dude. Proud of you. They started an inside joke. It's a wonderful inside joke, and now it makes more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as I always say, I always start the lives. I'm like, okay, if anyone sees a moderator is calling me a fake fan, it's a term of endearment, it's fine. I love when I come into lives and you're like, wait a minute, I gotta I can't talk about this or this or that. And I'm just like, I'm gonna go. Like <laughs> talk about your show. <laughs> Most of the time when you're in, I tend to just talk unless I'm talking about something from season one, because I know you're going to see it very soon. Also, I have the brain of a squirrel. It's okay. I'm probably going to forget in three years. This is true. But I do like to, like, be cognizant, at least for you. Anyone else, I would tell them, this is not a spoiler-free zone. The show's been off the air for six years. Like, that's my statute of limitations on spoilers. If the show's been off the air for at least a year, have at it. See, in my defense, I was having a child in those years, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But, like, a lot of, the, a lot of, I see, the, and this is, like, a tangent that, you know, it's not on topic, but it's fine. That I see a lot on TikTok on shows that, uh, yeah, on, on accounts that are about shows, mine included. People going, like, oh, my God, spoilers. And like, I do try if I'm showing, if I do, like, a bad impression voiceover, so I'm showing an entire scene or at least a snippet of a scene. I do try and put the episode code. I do put, like, season X 
episode number. So you can decide for yourself if it's something you want to watch if you haven't gotten to that yet. Because I posted a scene that's a very, very popular scene, which is why the video has done so well the two times that I've done it. Uh, it's a very iconic scene that people love. And people go, oh my God, spoilers. And I'm like, this is about a plot point from season two in season five. So like, it's a 12 year old plot point at this point. I'm sorry, it's not a spoiler if you chose to watch this video anyway. Where is that energy for movies coming out in theaters? Because if I see one more spoiler of a movie that has just hit, hit freaking theaters, I may lose my mind. I don't know. I need that same energy. So I appreciate anybody, anybody that's like, I'm going to make sure to warn of spoilers because not enough people do anymore. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm showing a full clip, if I'm just talking about something, I may say spoiler like alert on that. But like, if I'm showing a full clip, whether it's my voice or not, you're going to have that on there. Cause that's just not, it's not for me to decide if someone wants to watch it. Like if someone like fully, if once I put that clip on there and they still say, Oh my God, spoilers. I'm like, the episode code was right there, friend. Like, yeah, exactly. If you hadn't seen that episode yet, that's not my fault. I did write down one note that I was like, I feel like might have made you happy. It was like, there's Katie's John Doe story. They finally had in the newspaper. There was a story about the John Doe going home. Fucking finally. Like they finally yeah. put that in the paper. It took them a little <laughs> long. Mm-hmm. But I just continuity i'm just gonna continuity. it's the curse it's the curse i'm gonna keep telling it's myself that it's okay <laughs> yep my my brain does not need to completely know what's going on it just needs to enjoy mm -hmm. it yeah i did have i did take issue with the scene with charming i'm just gonna use charming because it's faster um when they do have him go slay the beast i'm not gonna say the dragon because it's not a dragon it's go a slay the thing that's it's a werbrin we're gonna go with that because the whole situation insinuates because he basically was using this, a similar tactic that he used to herd the sheep at the very beginning. That was kind of what they're meant to emulate. So this whole thing just insinuates that herding sheep gives you the skills and intuition you need to slay a wyvern. Oh my god. Like They've literally, like, breathed fire. They're not the same thing. Like, yes, what? you can outsmart it. It's big. But, like, come on. I mean, then you have the debate, is a wyvern as smart as a dragon? But that's a whole other tangent. <laughs> I did not know that that was a thing. It, yeah, like, well, I think from what I've read and like all the dragon books I've read, usually a worm mm -hmm. tends to be like your dumbest of the pack. Okay. Um, but like they're literally just the worms. less limbs it has. They have no yeah. limbs. They have no wings. That's maybe maybe mm -hmm. it's equated to how many limbs and wings you have. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a sad life. Um, <laughs> it is a sad life. I'd be really mad if my front arms were wings. I mean, that's some pterodactyl shit. Like, think about that. You, you can't... It... <laughs> I have a big head and little arms, and I don't know how well thought out this plan was. Oh, fuck. That one... Oh, that got me. Whew. My favorite lines from Meet the Robinsons. Yes, it's the best line. I remember when that came out, and that's all every kid was doing constantly. Mm -hmm. It was that wonderful. That movie's pure chaos. It is well. I mean, I love chaos. It's time travel chaos. Yeah, don't go. Don't get me started. <laughs> Please, we did that already. I do not need another time travel tangent. No more time. So I will. I will distract you then with, dude. You should not be able to walk into an elementary school during school hours. Yeah, that's that got me. I know I homeschool, but I, you know, my kid did go no. to elementary school for a little while. You can't do that. I don't care if it's a small town. They're not letting anyone, especially not a former coma patient, 
They're not just letting you wander around town. I'm sorry. The more They're not letting I, you wander into a school. The more I watch the show, the more I'm like, are we not all just in our own delusions in a mental hospital? Because you're starting to make... <laughs> You're starting to make that more of a reality. This is in 2011, but even still, I don't think you could have just walked into an elementary school during school hours. No, it's it's a lockdown situation in America, so I don't think it you'd be able to do so. No, not at all. Uh, but as not to go back off of our uh, uh, dragon versus wyvern uh, tangent, there were a couple of other mythical mythical creatures, I should say, that were mentioned. At the end of the episode, when Midas takes the head and turn takes the head of the of the winged beast and uh, and turns it into gold, he says to his steward guard whatever uh, to put it between the chimera and the mabinguari. Uh, I did look up those to make sure. Uh, so a chimera is a creature again from uh, Greek mythology. It's depicted as having the head of a lion, the body of a goat, and the tail of a serpent. In an upcoming season. Now, my understanding of like the chimera is always that it's the chimera, like that there's one of them. Like that was always kind of my interpretation of that myth. However, in Once Upon a Timeland, because they make up their own rules, uh, you know, I, I, I take your canon and substitute my own. Uh, we see in an upcoming season that uh, the it's, it's it is not the chimera, but a chimera, because they later on uh, describe people as eating chimera. Oh, Which would lead us to believe that it is a species and not a singular creature. Why are they eating it? Because there are no other options for food. Okay. What's the other one? Because I knew what a chimera was, but I don't know what the yeah. other one is. So Mapinguari is a jungle-dwelling spirit from Brazilian folklore. Okay. It's a pro- it's a protector spirit kind of thing. It had it had ver- differing uh, kinds of representations. Um, the big one that I saw that I saw most often was that it was um, a spirit of a former human shaman that was turned into a giant, hairy humanoid cyclops. Okay, but again, it appeared to be more of a protector spirit. However, it was a protector of animals. So I'm like, why would Midas want this thing hunted down? Was it protecting the chimera? It was probably protecting wherever Midas wanted to expand something. Yeah, true. So therefore, it was an issue. I was like, "There's." It makes sense that like this this kind of protector spirit would be in the way of a powerful man. So like that's why they may have wanted it. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a bad thing. So that is the Mapinguari is a uh, is from is a creature from uh, Brazilian folklore, which is interesting that they're pulling from different uh, different places, not just like strictly you know, kind of traditional uh, Western fantasy or Greek mythology. They're pulling from like all over the globe, which I think is cool. And we'll see some more uh, East Asian stuff as well uh, as the show goes on. Okay. I like it. So more fun facts, at least a couple more fun facts from production. uh, As we saw Um, the whiskey that Emma uses when she says that she needs a drink, Mm -hmm. that is McCutcheon, like scotch whiskey is whatever. That's another lost reference. Apparently. Oh, they, they throw in a lot of those same brands just because they can, because there's really no harm yeah, in Yeah, you said the name, and I was like, I know whiskey. That's That doesn't sound familiar. It's not a, no, but it's, 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 a, a it's a brand apparently. It's a brand apparently from Lost. Um, and remember I mentioned a windmill at the end of uh, last episode? Yes. So we see the windmill. Uh, what? Because the, wind, the windmill, we, we saw it. That was, that was what uh, David saw, oh, and it yeah. triggered his memory. It was the it was the windmill that was formerly on the Nolan's lawn. Well, dang. So there There's you so go. much I oh, was not. I, I didn't I didn't catch all that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, there's some things, like, you do kind of, like, you don't have to pay attention, but, like, I knew that the windmill was there, so I was looking for it. But amongst the stuff that we see, like, last time we saw the the genie lamp, we saw the the puppets. Um, there is a Mickey in uh, in one of the glass cases in front of Mr. Gold. Very, very briefly, you can see that. Uh, and above uh, the windmill is also the unicorn mobile that we see in the pilot uh, above Emma's, above Emma's crib. So, which he does see all of these things. I remember him looking at that and being, and having an inkling of something, but not enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cause we, we see Mr. Gold like says charming. He's like, it's a charming mobile, isn't it? Like that's Mm -hmm. his thing. He's like, he's, he's, he's planting a seed of something. And then we see uh, David's trigger is that, uh, is that windmill. All right, so it was a pretty good episode. I gave mm-hmm. uh, a eight for character, okay, nine for personal, and seven for plot, which probably doesn't make entirely sense that my personal is like nine, but the plot's only like seven. But I think it's all the David James charming, what the fuck his name is, yeah, mix mixture mixture of things. Like it's it's interesting, but at the same time, I'm like. Why? Why make it confusing? Mm-hmm. Just no need. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, fair. so mine's a 24, which is not the okay. lowest I've gone. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you said like, it's weird that like, you know, my plot is so low, but my personal is so high. So I gave it a seven for plot as well, because ah. like, there's not a whole lot of plot in this episode. It's a lot mm-hmm. of more character filler. It's backstory. Um, it's not as episodic as the one we just saw, but it's still a little like there's not a whole lot of like the main plot that is like the evil queen casting of the curse situation. So it's a little more context, which is why it got a 10 for character, because this is all character is this whole episode. It's it's that it's the character. It's the relationship between David and Mary Margaret and how that's going. It's just a lot of character. It's very heavy on snowing and I love them and they're adorable. So it's going to get a 10 for character. And I gave it a nine for personal because I just, I enjoy this episode. Anytime Josh Dallas is on my screen, I'm usually pretty happy. So I did give this, this has a total of 26 out of 30 for our scores. But like, as I said, like, you know, anytime Josh Dallas is on screen, I'm happy. Um, The scene of uh, David and Regina on, on the street when she, you know, sends him in the quote-unquote wrong direction so that he can get his memories back Mm -hmm. um i fully admit this so their ship name is called evil charming oh god what i that's their ship name is evil charming because the epitaph for regina it's usually queen sometimes it's evil it just depends on what works best or regal whatever fits best uh i i ship it i'm sorry like lana and josh both have chemistry with everyone to begin with um it it works in my brain. Okay. I don't know what to say. I was like, it works in my brain. But like, this is what I say like about my shipping mentalities is like, do the characters look at it, look at each other for too long? Do they look attractive next to each other? Are the actors good friends? I probably ship it. That's, that's fair, but I'm still over here with Swan Queen. So we're, we're good. It's a good ship. I'm a multi-shipper. My, my whole thing. I mean, it's also with fan fiction, like, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna stick with one ship, what's what's the point? Why not have all of them? It's fan fiction. Who cares? But no, I'm with you on that one. I, I ship Regina with everything, including um, inanimate objects. So, wait, what? I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> that completely scrubbed my brain. What? <laughs> in six in in six weeks, 
in six episodes there is uh this is this is gonna be no context for you but a lot of context for people that have seen the show spoon queen what it's all all i'm saying is spoon queen that's all i'm saying thank you all for listening join us next time when we discuss bob's burgers season one episode 11 weekend at mort's and episode 12 lobster fest Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified every time we publish a new episode. And follow us at O-B-D-Y-K underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. This has been an episode of OK, But Did You Know? A TV and media podcast. It was hosted by Lauren and Katie and edited by Lauren.